Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. Well, I want to continue with my discussion about the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, In short, we call him MBS. And so when I say MBS in the continuation of this broadcast, it's just easier to say that than to say the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And so as we look and put the spotlight on MBS, I, I think it's important we understand who this guy is and where he's coming from. Now, I'm going to throw this out at the beginning, and and I want you to realize that I have been impressed with this guy for a number of years as I read about him and hear about what he's doing, the reforms that he is trying to create in Saudi Arabia. Uh, his vision uh, 2030, what's called vision 2030. First of all, the the goal that he's shooting for, he is shooting for the you know for the moon. He really is. They are looking to bring their nation into modernity, into into moderatism, to be a nation that receives many many tourists, and they are changing a lot of the laws in the country and trying to stamp out what they call Islamic extremism. In fact, they have fired and removed from their mosque over 3,500 what they call extremists and replaced them with moderate imams. Now, I'm going to use the word reformed imams. They are reforming their religion and... They're trying to take away the militancy of it. This is exactly what we saw the Ottoman Empire try to do as they ruled Islam for 1,500 years. But when they came to a close, the fundamentalists saw their opportunity in 1920 to regain the Islamic world, and they had great success. By 1970, we saw the uh, the efforts of the fundamentalists what we call Salafism, returning back to the founding teachings, the foundational teachings of Islam, and it made it more militant because that's the truth of Islamic teachings. Uh, The reformers are trying to say, well, let's leave the militant passages in the 7th century. They don't belong for us today. Oh, they happened, yes. But only let's teach and preach the moderate, peaceful passages. That's reformed Islam. And a lot of Muslims that are in the West, that's what they've been taught. As a result of it there, there's a number of people who, that's all they know. That's what they've been brought up with for 100 years. But they're now being acquainted with real Islam, which is militant. And guess what? The militant Muslims have the scriptures to back up their positions when the moderates don't. But uh, prince, um, uh, the crown prince there in Saudi Arabia is like, others in the region that are trying to reform the religion. A reformed religion makes it peaceful, makes it palatable, makes it livable with other religions and will allow Christians and maybe perhaps Jews to live in their nations. And so the efforts of MBS have been fantastic. It really has been. They have removed the prohibition of women from driving and loosening some of the dress code and different things there. So they've fired 
3,500 fundamental imams and replace them or close down the congregations, but replacing them with moderate teaching. Seeing all the things that are going on there, and we've been watching this over in the United Arab Emirates, it's going on also in in Egypt. We'll be talking about Jordan, Egypt, the UAE, Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia is the biggest. Well, the biggest influence, definitely. Uh, Egypt has the largest number of Arabs of any country. They're the highest populated and certainly have a great deal of influence, but not like Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is the home of the teaching of Islam. It's where the prophet Muhammad uh, allegedly began his ministry. Mecca is there. Medina is there. When Muslims go on their Hajj, which is one of the five pillars of Islam, um, Muslims make that pilgrimage to Mecca in Saudi Arabia. And so, um, you know, it's a very important part of the Islamic world. And the influence of MBS could be great and huge. Now, here's my thing that I want to bring out. This is going to be a bit of a bombshell. Wouldn't it be interesting that if, and I believe it will, the Antichrist comes from the Islamic faith, which I've been preaching now for about 10 years, wouldn't it be interesting if a character like MBS, a man like him, would be a key pos- you know, person for that type of role? Whoever shows up as the Antichrist must have some credibility in the world to say he has a rightful place in that position and he has influence in the world. Maybe not in our world, but in the world that may have an, an important impact in what will happen when the Antichrist takes his seat. And so as I started listening to the interview with Brett Baird, I'm hearing him for the first time speak in, in English. And I was amazed at how smooth and how diplomatic he is. He is a world-class diplomat. Now, I was thinking about playing for you the interview, but we have some legal issues playing, you know, an interview that's owned by Fox News on our small network without their permission. And so um, I thought, well, I'll read to you what he said. That's going to get kind of boring. So instead, I'll cover maybe a little bit over the next few days over some of the things that he's telling us. And I got to tell you, he sounds like an ally to Israel. I'm hearing from many of these leaders. They're not talking to me, but I'm hearing from these leaders as they're talking to others that they're saying it's time for peace. It's time for peace in the Middle East. And they are moving to sign Trump's Abraham Accords. Some have already done it and have already normalized relations with uh, with Israel. And Saudi Arabia was real close, real close. And that's why Hamas, as I said yesterday, I believe Hamas began their attack on Israel in, in this manner uh, because they cannot afford 
for Saudi Arabia to normalize relations with Israel. That would be huge. That would be a huge thing. Now, we first started learning about the crown prince about five years ago. And if you recall, there was the murder of an American journalist who also, I think, is a, um, also, he has, he came out of Saudi Arabia, and I think he is, um, has citizenship there. He has dual citizenship with Saudi Arabia and America. I'm not sure if that's possible, but he certainly has ties to Saudi Arabia. He has been a fierce, fierce critic of MBS, of the crown prince and his reforms. What we learn about Jamal Khashoggi, he was murdered in Turkey in the American consulate. He was met by um, certain um, uh, people there in the government of the Saudi Arabia, and this looked very bad for MBS. And so there's a lot of firestorm internationally about this murder of Jamel Khashoggi. Of course, the government first denied that it ever happened, but then Erdogan, the president of Turkey, uh, revealed, we've been bugging the Saudi Arabians. We've got audio of what happened. You know, we, um, we could play for you the argument. We could play for you his murder. And so basically the Saudi government had to confess, okay, yes, it happened. And of course, um, I won't get into all the bits, but uh, they had to hide his body, remove his body from the consulate and stuff there. So he went out uh, piece by piece, so to speak, uh, try to cover up uh, the crime. Well, it uh, everything rises and falls on the leader, and that leader is MBS at this time. And so it was looking really bad for him in the eyes of the international press. But to his credit, they have prosecuted uh, the men involved in the deed, and many of them are serving lengthy prison terms. They were sentenced to death, but the king did commune the death sentence to life imprisonment. And so, um, but what do we know about Jamel Khashoggi? Jamel Khashoggi, even though an American citizen, and even though he uh, was employed uh, for, let's see, what was his paper he wrote for the Washington Post. He had over 1.7 million Twitter followers. Um, there, he was a friend of the terrorist. He was friendly with Osama bin Laden, a personal friend of his. Um, as I said, he was very critical of the reformed efforts of Prince Salman. Um, we have photographs of him standing in Afghanistan among other Arab fighters, holding and cradling himself, rocket-propelled grenade launchers in his hands. He was a passionate member of the Muslim Brotherhood, and he joined them about the same time the Mus- uh, that Osama bin Laden had back in late 1970. Um, uh, he covered the war as a journalist, but was clearly sympathetic to the jihadi movement. Um, he has ties with other terrorists that we know of there, he told Lawrence Wright when he wrote his book, The Looming Tower, which won a, a Pulitzer Prize there uh, about Al-Qaeda, why, uh, why Kasoji was drawn to the Muslim Brotherhood, that they were hoping 
that they would establish an Islamic state and that a state would attract others and it would be like a domino effect and bring the world into into Islam. Uh, He strongly defended the Muslim Brotherhood in its rise to power in Egypt back in 2012. I was telling you, when the uprising, the Arab Spring was going on, I was telling you, this is not for the good of Egypt. It was to take Egypt deeper into fundamentalism and to unseat um, uh, Mubarak, who had made them moderate for quite some time. And, um, and our president at the time was, uh, was Obama. And Obama was telling us that, oh, this is the moving to peace and the moving to modernity and all that type of stuff. I could tell you it was absolutely the opposite. And everything that I predicted came true. The Muslim Brotherhood came into power and elected Morsi. And they began to show us their true colors to seize powers that they did not have. This is the common trait that we see of dictators. They get voted in and then they start seizing power. That's exactly what Hamas did in the Gaza Strip. They were elected in 2006 and then they ceased elections in 2007 and they have been the dictators of that area ever since. Well, when we come back tomorrow, I want to break down some more about this man and share with you some good things about him and maybe some things that are not so good. Well, that's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.